Today, we are going to discuss helping leaders grow their movements through powerful storytelling and public speaking. You don't want to miss this one. I'm Devin Hers. Welcome to the DMC Marketing Nugget. Get ready for insider secrets and tactics from successful business owners and industry titans. Welcome your host with the most, marketing master, best-selling author, CEO of DMC and Printivision, the guy that wants your business to thrive, Devin Hers. All right, my guest today is a transformational speaker on a mission to impact the world by helping leaders grow their movements through powerful storytelling and public speaking. As a former Division I athlete who lost his career due to a severe back injury, Daryl, the founder of Second Chance Athletes, overcame multiple suicide attempts to become an international speaker, best-selling author, credential minister, award-winning philanthropist, and two times TEDx speaker with one of his talks grossing more than 2 million views. Daryl's ultimate goal in life is to be known for how he loves and how he gives. Welcome to the show, Daryl Stinson. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> awesome having you here, Daryl. Looking forward to uncovering some great nuggets with you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I mentioned several of your accomplishments and some of what you overcame, which is uh, definitely not easy. For those of you that don't know Daryl, um, I'd love you to just give an overview of who Daryl is and some of your background on how you got to this point. Yeah, well, man, I am a storyteller uh, who's deeply invested and committed to helping people grow their movements. Um, there came a point in my journey where I realized that my story would only impact the former version of myself, but it wouldn't impact anyone who didn't relate to the former version of myself. And so I began to invest in other leaders and communicators uh, to invest in their mission so they can help the former version of themselves. And that has been the expansion and the ripple effect of my legacy. <clears throat> How I got here, <clears throat> you know, uh, you mentioned a little bit in the bio. Uh, I am originally from Jackson, Michigan, home of uh, the Tony Dungy. Has uh, been a hometown yeah. hero of mine, not too far from uh, Magic Johnson, uh, where he grew up. Actually, about thirty minutes from where Magic Johnson grew up. We 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 played their schools all the time. If he's watching this, I just want to let him know that we whip we whipped his teams, but nice. tore them up. <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, but he'll probably it. still beat me though. Um, and so, uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, uh, for me, um, sports uh, became uh, a way that I received love, received acceptance, received validation, received respect. Um, I was made fun of a lot for being this black kid that quote unquote talks and acts white. Um, I was made fun of for the color of my skin, for the gap in my teeth. And I started to notice that the better I got at sports, that no one cared how, what I looked like. No one cared uh, if I talked or acted white. All they cared about was the fact that I was, you know, playing against a lot of elite athletes and um, potentially going to the NFL or the NBA one day. And so I devoted my everything into that craft and became a top 100 athlete, earned a Division One scholarship to play football and basketball at Central Michigan University. And ultimately had this back surgery that, you know, there's a whole story there if we want to dig into it, but essentially took away uh, my opportunity to play at the next level. And that caused me to really question, you know, what my purpose was. Um, I wrote a book about it, Who Am I After Sports? And um, I, I really didn't feel, I knew I could be successful at something else because I had like all of these skills and disciplines that helped me to be successful as an athlete. I just didn't think that I would be fulfilled by anything else other than sports. 
So I went on this, you know, hero's journey of trying to figure out what my purpose was and started to see that I had these underdeveloped gifts, skills uh, in public speaking and writing and communication that were just underdeveloped because all I did was develop the skill of my athletic ability. And so as I began to uh, overcome my insecurity to speak and hire some coaches like Les Brown, like Eric Thomas, like Lisa Nichols, like John Maxwell, like Bishop T.D. Jakes, to be able to help me to tell my story in a compelling, authentic way, I started to see success from that. Uh, you know, I got my degree in integrated public relations and I became a marketing consultant after working for the university for a couple of years. I got into pastoral ministry and then ultimately became a motivational speaker who primarily talks about storytelling and a lot about mental health and personal development. love how you persevered and fought through that. I mean, I know that even professional athletes that make it to the NFL after their career is done, they stumble, they have trouble. So the fact that you have succeeded and now you're helping pass that along to other athletes and people, it's just inspirational to have you here. And I, I love everything that you stand for. So what you talk about a lot is trans, you know, becoming your, the message itself should become a transformational movement. What exactly do you mean by that? Yeah, so I mean that there's uh, degrees to the speaking opportunities that we have in front of an audience. I can speak to an audience and I can inspire, uh, which I was doing for a long time where people would come up to me and they say, oh my gosh, uh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. It's been amazing, thank you. Or I can communicate in a way that facilitates transformation where it's not just, oh, that's exactly what I need to hear that was inspiring, but oh my gosh, I've, I'm now leaving differently than what I came. And that's a art and a skill. Some people call it facilitation, others call it experiential. Um, I love the term facilitation. It's a little more in alignment with the way that we do this work, uh, but that's what I mean by transformational. And so when that transformation from a single opportunity to speak uh, ripple effects into multiple opportunities to speak, that's when you have a transformational movement. Because if I continue to provide transformational experiences in different places throughout my community, in different places throughout the world, ultimately what happens is a movement develops and people start to look for me to be a leader within that transformational work. That's awesome stuff there. And um, let's just say if someone out there is wanting to turn their message into a movement, what would be that first area to start other than contacting you to get the advice and the recommendations, but <laughs> where does someone start to even figure this out? How do I turn what I'm saying into something that is going to be a movement? Yeah, well, honestly, I am not the, the starting point. Uh, uh, doing business, uh, developing a profitable business model is, is the starting point in that, right? You have to uh, have proven success in impacting someone's life and providing some level of transformation. 
Okay. And so a lot of times where people start with is with a, a coach who helps them, you know, build a profitable business. I work with a lot of coaches, a lot of thought leaders, um, even some creatives and entertainers. Like you have to have a level of success in order to be a leader within this work. So at the point where you're like, man, I'm doing good. My nonprofit's going well. My coaching business is going well. I am really ready to get out there and turn my message into a movement. Uh, the first step is getting you visibility. Okay, because you probably have built a business that is uh, relatively scalable and visibility is going to be the, the gasoline and the fuel to that free you up to to be the vocal leader within your movement. And so one of the ways that we do that and that I do that is helping people uh, develop a cohesive message that uh, they can use to uh, deliver keynotes. They can use to deliver TEDx talks, um, which is usually where people start with us. And there's a whole process in that. And I don't know how deep we want to go into like training, but there's uh, essentially four steps of that. And I always tell people, remember the name TEDx, T-E-D-X. And that is your talk, developing your idea worth spreading. TEDx is not about keynotes. TEDx is about ideas. It's a huge difference. Okay. Then your elevator pitch. All right. This is all your application materials, how you're going to stand out. It's a very competitive environment to be a TEDx speaker. So how do you help set yourself apart through your application, through your storytelling, through your ability to communicate concisely in one sentence, in one minute, in two minutes, in five minutes, your idea. Okay. And then D is for delivery. How do you learn the and master not just the mechanics, but the emotional and the vibrational qualities of public speaking so that you can deliver a world-class message on a world-class stage. And then there's the X, which is all about marketing and monetization. All right, now that I have done these amazing talks, whether it's a keynote format or a TEDx format or a high stakes talk format, like got clients who are doing pitches in front of investors, how do I then multiply and turn one opportunity into multiple opportunities? So it starts with the visibility. Okay, so you start getting visibility. And if you put a message out there, even if it's just on your own social that has this amount of resonance and this amount of expression in it, it will start to feed your movement and your business is growing while you're communicating. And from there, we take you into a program that I have called Momentum. And that's all about how do I start now intentionally getting in front of my ideal audiences so I can do this over and over and over again, getting my reps in. Okay. And that's where I talked about turning your message into a movement. And then there's a third phase of that, which, you know, very few people make it to just because it's requires a deep level of commitment, uh, which is conscious creation. Okay. This is now, I'm not just, uh, you know, becoming a well-known thought leader expert in a niche, but now I am intentionally creating measurable transformation within communities. For example, uh, this is where I'm currently at in my life and business. Um, I try to architect my speaking tour so that I'm speaking to leaders at multiple levels within a community. Uh, it's a huge difference between, oh man, I spoke at a college here and I spoke at an association here and I spoke at a Fortune 100 company here. And hey, I went to Toronto and I spoke to the government, the educational leaders. I spoke to the nonprofit leaders. I spoke to the churches. I spoke to some faith-based organizations. I spoke to some youth-driven organizations, all in alignment with the same impact I desire to make, but I'm communicating to them in different levels and degrees so that the implementation that they all execute becomes a greater level of transformation within an area or a region. Absolutely That's how you love it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not even halfway through my questions and we just got delivered a, a bunch of nuggets for everyone out there. So <laughs> I, I just lo love the I, I can be shorter. I, here again, hey, let's oh, rip no, it, bro. Uh, let's bring it, sorry, bring I was, it, man. I was ready we, to go. We, 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 want, we want it all, you know, bring it all. Let's and I, I think that's why we, we developed this is to shed some light on this. People don't even know where to begin when it comes to this type of stuff. And in, in one of your TED Talks, you discussed that purpose is not what you do. It's why you do it. Why is that an important phrase to live by? Well, it's important because, uh, number one, a lot of people are multi-gifted, multi-fascinated, uh, uh, serial entrepreneurs, if you want to call it that. And they have these multiple passions and they get conflicted and they think that purpose is what I do. And so the moment where they feel, okay, my purpose is to be a speaker or my purpose is to be a coach or a consultant, or my purpose is to, you know, even if it's like to lead this family, you know, and we think that that is the totality of what we are on this planet to do. And it's not at all that, uh, the truth of the matter, it's why you do it. And that helps people who are have multiple things going on, even if they seem disconnected, which you're referencing my second TEDx talk. And I give an example of an actress who had two different passions. They seem disconnected, but underlying was this, this, this driving why that really tied them together. And what that does is it gives people creative freedom. You know, when you have resistance to the things that you're called to do, you're going to stifle your results, even if you're a high achiever. Like, this is not a game of measuring numbers, okay? It's not about like, well, I'm already doing eight, nine figures. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares that you're doing eight, nine figures if you can do 10 figures or if you can do nine figures with greater levels of impact, okay? This is right. the game of total fulfillment and total fulfillment and total alignment and total expression and reaching your full potential only can happen when you eliminate that internal resistance to the external things that you're called to create and cultivate. And so that is why it's important to understand that purpose is why you do it and not just what you do. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as I get older and things change and, and I'm sure a lot of people experience this, finding that why and what makes you happy and what gets you up in the morning to feel good is, is not always easy and you're not alone if that's the way you feel. So I think, you know, following Daryl, um, watching some of his TEDx uh, videos is really important just powerful stuff. So definitely, you know, go take a look at those whenever you get a moment. Uh, you know, we are I love what you said. I actually would like to touch yeah, on ahead. it because I hear that a lot yeah. and I always respond this way. It's not always easy when, okay. Uh, meaning that it's not always easy when all I do is watch the news. It's not all easy when <laughs> I have relationships in my life that are out of alignment with my purpose. It's not always easy when I have uh, business deals that are compromises within the nature of my true work. But it is easy when I am in alignment and I don't watch negativity and I surround myself with healthy relationships and I design my life in a way that pulls me into gratitude. I have uh, disciplines and systems and structure in my life that pulls me into the alignment with that greatest self. So it's not always easy when I'm out of alignment in these other areas, but it is easy when I am. I, I appreciate that and something that I will definitely use as I, I have my struggles in my days, but you know, it, it is definitely a, a conscious effort, right? It takes work. I mean, just like anything, I mean, to become a professional athlete, to own a business, it takes work day in and day out to perfect that. Uh, so I think that's a great way to look at it. Um, you know, we are still dealing with some businesses and restaurant owners and retail locations still suffering from even the pandemic. 
uh, now inflation amongst other things. How do you feel that one should go about turning pain into productivity? By listening. You turn pain into productivity by listening and then taking inspired action. So for instance, uh, you know, I, I referenced in my own life how I had emotional pain from being rejected from some jerks that called me a, a white kid, a white boy when I was clearly black because they were making fun of my intellect and the way that I communicated. That created a lot of emotional pain. As I started to listen to what that pain really was, okay, it was telling me that I'm not good enough. It was telling me that this, and I started to ask questions, man, well, am I? Or is this a false perception or is this a projection of their own inward insecurities? I started to see and hear uh, that, man, uh, they're not rejecting me because there's something wrong with me. They're rejecting me because there's something wrong with them. They don't know how to be their own unique selves. And so they make fun of me because it, my emotional freedom, my intellectual freedom, my freedom at that age to be myself reminded them of their lack thereof. And so as I started to listen to that, and it took me a long time after my crash and burn, my suicide attempts and all that, but I started to re-listen and go, man, what was that pain really showing me? Man, it was showing me that there was something different about me. It was showing me that there was something that I could use. And now what I got into doing is using that same gift <laughs> to be a communicator, to be that same gift, to be a, a leader, to, to use that same gift to be who I am today. And so uh, if you're, no matter where you are, no matter what type of business you run, um, start to listen to what pain is saying to you. What could this be showing you about you? Okay. I, I, I encourage people to do this journaling process where you write down, hey, wh what happened? Or here's what's happening in my business, in my okay. life. How do I feel about that? What could that mean? Okay. Um, what, what happened? Oh man, there's a worker shortage. I can't even hire good employees. How do I feel about that? Oh, I feel terrible. I feel like there's no other option. I feel like I'm about to go out of the business. Okay. What could that mean? That means I, that means I got to throw in the towel and here's the most powerful right. question you can ask yourself. You ready? What ahead, else, could, what else could that mean? Okay. What happened? How do I feel about what happened? What could that mean? And then what else could that mean? Now we're talking about innovation. Now we're talking about creativity. Now we're talking about uh, the same, you know, when we went through the, the last market crash and all the things that how many millionaires and billionaires were birthed during such a time of crisis because they were asking right. themselves what is available. That is Absolutely. how pain can become power. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just happened to finish watching finally uh, Derek Jeter's The Captain. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Oh, I haven't uh, seen it. Highly. Uh, amazing documentary. Absolutely. Whether you like baseball or Derek or not, watch that. Um, it was just it. awesome to see what he went through. And same thing as a kid growing up from a biracial family, you know, why are people mm. looking at me different? But he used all that negativity to prove them yeah. wrong. So that was always his motivator was to how am I going to prove this person wrong? They said, I can't do this. I'm going to show them I can't do that can do this. Um, even when he was playing, you know, they were saying, hey, your defense kind of sucks. And he was like, what are you talking about? I didn't realize it. But the fact that they vocalized it to him drove him to just get a new trainer to totally take a different approach the next season. They had a stellar season after that. So I think the same thing in business, just because you may have a downturn right now, 
doesn't mean you can't evolve, doesn't mean that you can't change things in order to make it better for you, for your clients, for your team. Absolutely. So I, I, always having that open mind to be able to change things. So uh, I just Absolutely. love what you're you're speaking of and I, you know, to, to get to know you further, it's just a, a privilege here. And uh, we do have something in common coming up in 2023. Uh, we have yeah. an amazing event that we're, yeah, we're, we're going to both be speaking at. It's called the Business Scaling Experience. That's going to be in Virginia Beach. We have someone there by the name of Irvin Magic Johnson speaking. Uh, David Let's Meltzer. Go. Yeah. Tony D. Silvestro okay. and more. And then this guy right here, Daryl Stinson, is going to be talking. So give us an overview about uh, what you're going to be speaking at the event about and why should people actually attend uh, coming up in April 2023? Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about how vulnerability is the new currency and how you can increase your leads, your revenue, uh, the amount of impact that you're making in your life and business through vulnerable storytelling. Uh, there's an evolution of communication that has happened. Um, you know, you might have remembered talks like, you know, Simon Sinek's Why was a huge TEDx talk. Um, even um, Seth Golden is known for saying that authenticity is the new currency. People understand that the social media era has created a need for greater levels of authenticity. What I believe is that we're stepping in out of the area, out of the era of authenticity and into the era of vulnerability. Okay. Vulnerability is going to be what sets you apart. Vulnerability is going to be what causes people to make decisions in five seconds and 15 seconds and 60 seconds. The more vulnerable you are, the more leverage and persuasiveness you will have. And I must say that just like with any form of storytelling or communication, that you can use that skill for good or for evil. But I believe that the people at the conference will be people that are looking and seeking to use it for good. And so that's what I'll be talking about. All right, Daryl. Well, thank you again for the amazing nuggets of wisdom here. Um, anything else that you want to leave our audience with? And also let us know how people can get in contact with you. Yeah. Uh, number one thing I would just say, get to the conference. Uh, the, the the people that are going to be there are experts in their own right. The environment that we're creating, the way that it's being administrated and orchestrated is really going to be able to help any person who has a business uh, to be able to scale that business and grow that business and take that business beyond what they could have even imagined. And that's why we bring people who have lived that exact process. And so uh, it's going to be a conference unlike no other. So definitely be there. If you want to get hold of me, you can reach out to me on social media, Stinson Speaks, S-T-I-N-S-O-N Speaks, or you can just shoot me an email or go to my website, DarylStinson.com. Absolutely love it, man. Thank you so much, Daryl. It was great to have you as a guest here. And for those of you out there, if you want to see our past episodes, go ahead to dmcmarketingnugget.com. And remember to like and follow us for more tips to improve your business and life. Here's to your success.